Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 6, Episode 8, Serenity! 2019, not to be confused with the other Serenity, I am your co-host and ship captain, Denali. Oh, uh, I'm your first mate, Ryan. Yeah. I paid you what? $700. My name is Jace. I would like to catch a tuna. Jace is now first mate because he paid me $700. That is my I fish. Don't think, I don't think that's what that... I would like to catch is. the fish. That's not, what the payment, that's not what the payment's for. Ryan, go swab the poop deck i think the first mate does that anyways oh fuck i don't know anything about ships ryan you wrote a book about uh about ships yeah right? you know you know you have the you most ship, ship knowledge out of all of book. us what's the third rank is it is it poop deck swabber there's second mate okay you know there's, second there's, mate. there's a lot of other stuff there's like officers and and uh and, uh, and stuff and then you just have deck hands um so is, do you do you want do you want first mate do you, this is your chance to outbid uh outbid jace's uh seven hundred dollars no i'm not paying to be first mate do you realize right. that first mate is a job where you get I paid? want to catch the fish. I Jace paid you $700. Are you making fun of the acting abilities of that? Right. <laughs> the acting ability in this very good movie. Um, we should probably add a, a disclaimer here about why we're watching this movie as well. Because we did promise the audience a certain movie last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I messed up. It's okay. I mean, we, we didn't know either. Yeah, so I picked Hoodwinked. And people may may really pay attention crazy. to what we're gonna say we're gonna watch and they may yeah. be hanging on our every word right now um we watched serenity instead because hoodwinked has been expunged from the internet it's gone you can't fucking find it anywhere well i mean besides ye old pirate bay i was lucky enough i watched it this week because okay I, legally yeah, I had a DVD copy in my closet that I, did, you know, like That's brushed right. off, and, uh, and we would never, right? And oh my god, it was amazing! It's like the perfect movie for for <laughs> our podcast. But like, but instead, I randomly we replaced the movie. And I randomly picked another Anne Hathaway movie, and it happened to have our boy Matthew McConaughey. So I thought maybe it's a two for one deal. Maybe we wouldn't be so upset. Yeah, I didn't realize that Hoodwinked was a. So you were talking about it when you were sending messages about mm -hmm. watching it, and um, I thought Hoodwinked was like a rated R movie. No. Oh no, it was a it was a kids movie because I saw movie, it in yeah. theaters as a kid. Oh. Which may not be the best indicator, but like I know people were 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 jumping and raving for a Hoodwinked review. Uh, we had to we had to pivot because we are a legit and above ground podcast. Okay, we're here to support the arts and not steal from artists' pocketbooks. And we also know Serenity made like $10, so we, you know, we just got to help these creators help feed their families and stuff. So um, maybe all of our money together, you know, maybe they can like buy themselves a nice dinner for themselves. So, I mean, Ryan, I mean, you watched Hoodwink. Can you just give us like a quick uh, movie meter or, or an meter? Well, that, that's the thing about Hoodwink is like it sucks and it's simultaneously like one of the most tightly written movies I've ever seen where like <laughs> every single line, it's like episode of Spongebob, like Every single line is a joke, is expository, or is a like going to be referenced later in the movie. And there's even like like visual references to, to things that you wouldn't catch the first time you watch the movie. So yeah. I like that a lot. And it's about multiple perspectives during a fairy tale story. So it's Red Riding Hood, the story about Red Riding Hood told from the perspective of Red, the perspective of the wolf, and then the perspective of the grandma. And when you overlap them, you start to... Uh, realize that everybody's telling the truth and everybody is there through like this really weird set of circumstances and everybody's innocent oh and the it's like vantage point too. yeah exactly it's like vantage point and so, it was great I mean, uh i would give it maybe a 
6 out of 10 because Hoodwinked notoriously has the worst animation of any movie ever. They paid a tiny art studio in like Singapore to make it, right? The Philippines, yeah. And like they, the studio had never made a movie before. Wow. And uh, they, the director had to fly there and teach them like how to, like how cameras would work in a movie versus like a video game. Wow. And so it looks like an unfinished video game because they couldn't reanimate anything and they couldn't make any changes to the script after it was recorded and animated. So it's literally just the first draft of the movie is like what was published. They did, as a fun note, it did get bought off in the end by, I think, uh, one of the Weinsteins, not the... Mm -hmm. um, And then they changed, they brought in some A-listers. Right. They redid it. Oh, I didn't know that too. So they yeah. kind of just did like a a re- Apparently, it ma- it's like one of the most profitable animated movies. It is ever. because they were. I mean, it was indie. It was like literally yeah. independently funded until the distributor was able to like cash in on it because they were like, "Oh, this kind of bangs." Yeah. Fuck. I wish. I mean, I wish we could have watched it. I'd feel bad because like our audience wouldn't be able to easily watch it. But like, if you if any of y'all have a DVD copy of Hoodwinked and you just want to send it to us three to send to each other, it's like five we bucks could just, on Amazon too. Yeah, we pay that much for a digital download. Yeah, that's how much I paid to watch Serenity. (laughs) Yeah, you can't even fucking rent Hoodwinked. Like I would have paid five dollars or maybe maybe three dollars to rent it, Um, but instead we got we had to rent this uh, movie, which I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna give a give a review of this movie yet. But I I, this this was a little wild, Ryan, because I I had never heard of this, Mm -hmm. and that was for like a, a specific reason. Um, did you guys hear about like the background of this movie? Like, it's no. kind of really strange. Like, apparently, this movie obviously like bombed commercially and critically. And even though they have like huge fucking names in this movie, um, and it was partially because their distributor, Averon Averon uh, Pictures, uh, collapsed, and then they like pulled all of the marketing and promotion for this movie like the last second. Apparently, like Anne and Matthew McConaughey were like super pissed because they were promised like a big like marketing thing. This is supposed to be a big ass movie, twenty five hundred screens, um, and then they pulled all of everything. No one knew about it, and apparently the company Averon Pictures uh, is undergoing like an embezzlement fraud thing. The founder is like gonna be charged with the tons of like embezzlement charges. It's crazy. Like if you look into that company, its distribution. Um, apparently this movie was just t- got tied up into that whole like scandal in 2019. Wow. Um, that's a Matthew McConaughey flick, baby. Yeah. That's and about what we're going for. Remember here, yeah. Serenity? Or not Serenity. Or, yeah, Sahara, me. Remember right? Sahara? It was just like. Same shit. Yeah. So like this movie is mired with just tons of weird scandals and, um, very, very odd on top of that. I heard like test screenings didn't go well, so they refused to market it as well. So we, we kind of uncovered a high-profile gem, I think, Ryan, <laughs> uh, with this movie. Yeah, that's one thing about it is, like, the actual production quality was weird. Yeah. like In that it was sometimes these uh, Matthew McConaughey, you know, Anne Hathaway movies, yeah, they're A-listers. But think about other A-listers who sometimes do a crappy, low-budget movie to maybe fulfill a contract. Where, like, it's like direct-to-DVD or something like that. And, like, uh, not to throw any names out there, but, like, uh, action stars do that a lot of the time. This, I thought, was going to be one of those. Yeah. But it turned out to be, like, an actual Hollywood, like, blockbuster production. And There was a lot of money in this. Yeah. And 
freaking wild. I'm really excited to talk about it because I was completely <laughs> caught off guard. And we should yeah. put we should put a disclaimer in here that like this movie was not marketed well. We just established that, but also like the marketing that does exist does not portray yes there's what no actually way. happens in the movie. And so there's no fucking way. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> warning. If oh you... yeah, watch, we we should do a colossal uh thing here. Right, exactly. So like, if you actually want to go watch this movie ever and get the full experience that like I had, and it sounds like Jason Yuri partially had, you should stop the episode right now, pull over on the side of the road, and watch the movie, yes. and then come back. Sorry, Brent. This this might be another one of those. Um, so sorry to make you late for work again uh, by another two hours. But this this might be another one of those uh, watch it and come back movies if you're interested in a wild trip. You um, would. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to rent it. Yeah. I'm Jason gonna. Wanna, I'm gonna intersect. hold back on this comment yeah. until we get to the end here. Um, maybe you can okay. decide if we need to cut this in because. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not fair. gonna tell anybody who watched this fucking movie. Okay. Oh, there fine. is some. There's some fucked up shit in this movie. Oh, I'll yes. say that I'm not too. Saying, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying watch this movie. I don't even care movie. about the fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, okay. Well, either way, uh, thank you for join- bearing with us and, and joining us. This is our second pivot. I mean, I know people super wanted to see us uh, do Midsummer as well, and we did a we did a mid season pivot with that one. That and it movie worked. as well. <laughs> it worked out okay. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna review Serenity. I hope you guys stick around because this is, I think, uh, a Buck Wild movie and review. I think <laughs> for this one, we should just name the episode Hoodwinked still. Because it kind of implies. Oh, that's that, actually you know, a good joke. Because yeah. we hoodwinked the audience yeah. into listening. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. I think this movie was kind of a hoodwink, too, uh, because when you watch it, you're expecting something exactly. and you get something so fucking so different. And the thing is, it's like I was 100% on board for what this movie was supposed to be or what I thought. No pun intended. Like, oh. Because it's a boat. Yeah. A fishing movie where, like, Matthew McConaughey is a fishing captain. And takes a guy out on the request of Anne Hathaway and is going to off him in the middle yeah. of the ocean? Like, oh, shit, this is a Hitman movie. Yeah. But it's also Old Man in the Sea because he's obsessed yeah. with this fish. It's like <laughs> one particular like Moby Dick-style fish. And like I thought that was amazing. Like That premise yeah. was so fucking good. I would have watched this movie if that was the actual premise. And it doesn't quite uh, go all the way with the fishing story. There's there's some twists Only and in turns, other ways. you know. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it does. <laughs> and and if I can say too, right? I mean, uh, Anne Hathaway is one of the top billed actresses in the movie. This movie, but I it, it's not really an Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I, I was duped in that regard. Yeah, we were duped um, because this is more of a Matthew McConaughey movie. I think Vehicle, this is kind of yeah. like a uh, an unintentional mudroom redux. And of, of all of us who I thought would want to revisit Matt McConaughey's mudroom. I'm surprised it was you, Ryan. That, that just, is, is this a pleasant surprise? You wanted to you dip your toe back in there. Well, um, okay. So let's say, like, we already had a bang crossover. Yeah. We did. So then I was thinking, you know, might, mm-hmm. might as well continue it. And, right, like, right. it's okay. to I, If anybody's okay with watching a stinker, I think it's me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I purposely I mean, watch stinkers sometimes. I think the differentiation lies in that, we kind of like Ben came into the room in his suit and he grabbed a glass off the table and he sat in the corner and he, mm, 
Nice and tasty. And then Matthew McConaughey kicked in the door and was like, all right, all right, all right. This is my <laughs> fucking show. Fucking tuna. <laughs> That's the thing about McConaughey, too, is like, I feel like he's never a side character. Yeah. Like ben can do a side character. Right. McConaughey is like, this movie is about me, dog. Like, it is all me. I'm in every fucking scene. So that was unexpected. Because I was I was thinking, like, they might be playing 50-50. Just with the way yes. the cover is. Yeah, exactly. I got two about the cover, yeah. yeah. I was so, I mean, fuck. Do we just want to get into the movie? Because I feel yeah, like there's so should. much to talk yeah, about. So much about about this fuck it, dude. Uh, Ryan, you got the synopsis, man. So you can you can get in if you want. Okay. This movie, Serenity, directed by Stephen Knight, came out in 2019. Two, I think, atrocious reviews. <laughs> like people hate it. it. Has a 37 Metascore, uh, 5.3 on IMDb, and. 25 Rotten Tomatoes. Its popularity has gone up 110 spots in the last week, and I think that's all from us. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it literally is. Um, starring not only Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, but also uh, Diane Lane. She did amazing in this. She yeah. plays like a almost love interest side character. Uh, Jason Clark has an abusive husband. I think he does like angry character very well. Jeremy Strong to me, was, like, one of the stars of this movie. He plays, a, like, a suited-up guy. Uh, I don't spoil it that much right now, but he did very good. And then the first mate, Duke, played by... How do I pronounce it? Jimon? Jimon. Okay, I'll read Jimon. Jimon. M-A-H-N. Jimon Hunsu? He's, he's, he's in, like, everything. He's a like, great I've seen character that... actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Matthew McConaughey is Baker Dill. He's a fishing boat captain. After one specific tuna that he has named Justice. And he's, man, he's hooked this tuna so many times. And, about, what, five times in a year? Something like that. And he, they yeah. live on this tiny island called Plymouth. And it's in the middle of the ocean. It's an island, like most of them. And they, uh, he goes out day after day taking clients out sometimes on these tuna hunts. And if he ever hooks the one tuna, he can grab the rod and he'll know. And then, like, sometimes he'll take the rod away from the clients, and that provides, like, drama and stuff. So he's crazy for this fish, right? And then one day, Anne Hathaway shows up on the island and is like, oh, backstory, me and you have a kid and stuff. And she says, my husband is abusive and is flying to the island to go on a tuna hunt, tuna trip. With yeah, tuna hunt. Tuna I think hunt. that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, with you. And while you're out in the ocean... I want you to kill him. The man, not the tuna. Well, I think I don't think she has I mean, an opinion regarding the tuna. Okay, so but it's implied that the man will at least be killed in this transaction. Like right. not but the tuna can also be killed. Okay, yeah. so please continue. And she Sorry. says like feed him the sharks. Yeah. And say, the, the man. The man. Or the tuna. Feed the man. To she the doesn't sharks. care what happens to the tuna. Okay, yeah, but like she could he could feed the tuna to the sharks as well and that could still be part of the transaction. Yeah, she does she doesn't care. Okay, yeah. Sorry, please please continue. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Okay. <sighs> Okay. Did you go Where back? Is... Uh, uh, an Amber Alert crashed my phone. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, we said uh, we established that um, that Matthew McConaughey can kill the tuna and kill the man in the same trip. She doesn't care, but she does care about the man being killed at least. Yes. Okay, so please continue, okay. Ryan. I just want to clarify for the audience. Are we clear on the tuna We're aspect? Clear. I'm I'm clear. Okay. She says, "I'll give you ten million dollars if you do this. I'm desperate to protect our son because now this is his stepfather that he's going to kill." And he's like, no, 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 no. He doesn't want to do it. He rejects it. He rejects it. Well, the guy shows up and is like a bigger 
asshole than he had predicted, I think. And so the story is about Matthew McConaughey mulling over the idea of taking this guy out and taking him out while they're out. And uh, the island, Matthew finds out, starts to self-correct, right? Like everything is getting in his way, stopping him from killing this guy. His first mate, you know, is preventing him from, you know, succumbing to temptation or whatever. And uh, other people are trying to get him off the boat. And then one rainy night, Jeremy Strong, <laughs> this nerdy guy in a <laughs> suit, like a shows up to his like... yeah, shows up to his uh, shipping container that he lives in in the middle of the night and tries to sell him what is looks like a fish finder straight out of a video game. And he he says, "I know that it, it will track the tuna and it will give you what you want. You just have to take it on your boat." And Matthew's like, "What's going on? Who are you?" And the Jeremy's like, "Don't kill that guy." And he's like, "How do you know what I know?" And then. So essentially, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is informed that he's inside of a video game. That's why uh, he's not able to kill this guy because the video game has a rule against killing. This is where our audience hits the pause button and they're like, wait, what the fuck? Hang on yeah. a sec. Wait, what was Literally, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is told he's inside of a video game. And he, the rules prevent him from killing somebody inside the video game. And then so the rest, that's like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And so the rest of the rest of the movie is him uh, trying to kill the dude and trying to and like the game's trying to stop him. Yeah. And we can go from there. I want to. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Go ahead, Jace. I want to make a note here. Probably two things. Just some clarity. You think my synopsis sucks? No, absolutely not. It was, um, good. It was a good synopsis. I want to talk about fishing bluefin tuna. A fish that size, realistically, okay. if you caught it and you fought it for that long, would die. After you light it off the hook or after it escaped. Tuna almost literally cook themselves alive when you fight them for multiple hours. Oh, my God. So there's no way he would have hooked the same fish five fucking times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jace, it's like the Matrix, though. This is a super tuna in the digital world. Yep. Yes, I know that. And then two, I just really disagree as a fan and lover of video games with this kind of notion that the game was stopping him from murdering the dude when the kid was the one making the video game because yeah, the guy, sense. that guy makes the rules. It's like, <laughs> there are rules here. It's like, the guy making the game wants me to kill him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just like Skyrim and Fallout. You know, they like make it so you can't kill certain characters even though you super want to. Children. Yeah, okay. I wasn't going to say that, Ryan, but yeah, everyone's tried to kill the little lamplight children. children. Yeah, they are no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and people have made mods so that you can kill them. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. He was getting railroaded in the game, and that's a big complainer, uh, com- complaining factor of us, of us gamer dudes. Um, eh, I wouldn't say it. But, eh. Right out the right out the gate, this movie kind of did a reverse Citizen Kane, and revealed uh, the boat's name was Serenity right away. They kind of just zoom in. That was like the first shot of the movie. They're <laughs> like, "This is why it's Serenity. It's it's the boat's name." Yeah, I thought um, that was actually kind of clever. I thought I thought he was gonna name the fish. Serenity. Serenity. That would have been good. But I mean, Jay, have, you, have you guys all seen Citizen Kane? I don't mean to spoil an 80 year old. Didn't we all no, watch but it it's together in the film class? movie of all time. Maybe we, we did. Well, I mean, I, that movie, if we were all in film mm-hmm. class at Colony High School, you watched Citizen Kane. And I, I know I Ryan. I took film class with you. You did? Okay. Nope. I, I took it, though. But you guys immediately came out of film class and spoiled the movie for me, so I never watched it. You, you had the best movie ever spoiled for you? By you. Best movie oh. ever. 
rosebud more like shit did you guys uh wasn't it like literally like three months ago that that movie had like a hundred percent rating and then a new snippet came out that gave it not a hundred percent rating and it was like just found and they were like oh and you know everyone collectively sighed and felt better because it was no longer a perfect (laughs) movie it is. I mean, I would love to do an Orson Welles season because I think Orson Welles is hilarious. Like one of my favorite clips is that uh, that Paul Masson champagne clip. Have you guys seen that Paul Masson no. champagne? You look it up on YouTube sometime. It's like he's like so hammered. He can't like deliver the lines because he drank so much sample wine for the commercial. <laughs> and he's like, oh, the French. <laughs> like they do like a hundred takes. He can't just say, ah, oh, the French champagne. It's fucking amazing. And I think about it every time I see Orson Welles. Um, he's awesome. Um, Anyways, sorry. about yeah, the sorry. movie yes, Serenity. Please. please. <laughs> Rouse by. <laughs> oh, I this, really, uh, en- I, I, I want to hmm. say, I really enjoyed um, this movie. The, yes, but also oh. the side quest. <laughs> yeah, the side quests in this movie. Yeah, like the side how quest he, of uh... he led, Matthew McConaughey's character was literally on side quests, and so, they were some of them were some of them were literal fetch quests. This movie was a roller coaster, man. Uh, yeah, I mean he he's on he's on all these side quests. You know, McCon right out of the gate, like he is the greasiest and dirtiest I think we've ever seen him. Like this oh, this would have been sure. breaking the meter of the McCon meter. You know, is glistening wet white t shirt the entire movie showing yeah, off that was his amazing. ripped sexy bod. But um, but then there's like I noticed maybe you guys get this, but like yeah, he had like a weird bubble of air right next to his belly button. Oh, maybe it's a hernia. No. Yeah, like, in the in the shirt. Inside his shirt. When it was I, I don't see that all that often. It's kind of interesting. Oh, like the shirt shirt created an air bubble? In... Yeah. I think <laughs> I it's because a... I think it's because yeah. Matthew McConaughey has like a weird belly button. I, I, I just thought it was it was distracting to me where it was like, oh look huh. sexy shirt like dripping over his ripped bot. And then like I don't know if it looks I don't get my shirt wet that often, but like it probably does that on me. I just don't notice. Well, I think his belly button actually does, like, expel some gas, and that's why he's always kind of, like, sounding like he's out of breath. He's like, I'm Matthew McConaughey. Hey, guys. And he holds- I think it's because he's losing so much air all the time from his belly button. In his, so. uh, in his daily life, he just plugs it with his finger when he's not being watched. Yeah, he has, like, a cork, and that's usually... But when he can't have the cork in during shirtless scenes, so he's, like, always just like, oh, hey, guys, can we wrap up filming real quick? <laughs> Gotta put the cork back in. Running out of my McCon air. Uh, but I mean, you see a lot of Matthew McConaughey in this movie. You, like, you see, see everything. Of, you see everything. Yeah. You see, I guess, full frontal for a bit. Um, not front profile. Okay. You got we got side profile. You got a yeah, little bit of front profile in the in the ocean. You're right. He jumps butt ass naked in the ocean like 50 times in this movie, and I thought it was hilarious because if you watch the trailer, they CG'd a pair of shorts on him for these, and he did not wear shorts in any of those scenes. What? So if you ever want to see some CG shorts. Oh, in shorts, the trailer. Yeah, painstakingly painted oh, in. <laughs> Watch I the trailer see. for this movie. Would um, um would uh, side profile dong underwater yeah. be, be floating dong instead of hanging dong? I, I thought about I, this. Because so, you do see this. the profile. Okay, he's Jason's not being just vulgar. You do see a very long sequence of side profile dong from McConaughey. It's not that long. And we talked about it's, with Ben Affleck and Gone Girl, he, you know, he hung dong. And we, we did. We saw the profile of it, but in Which this one, because he's underwater diving downwards, I mean, theoretically, a... it would be yeah. 
pointing back much like a fin on a paddleboard <laughs> yeah I, I haven't done a lot of underwater swimming but like i think he's wearing a sock over it to kind of not be like r- extremely distracting but it was pretty distracting in the movie in the scene like kind of weird, weird that he was completely yeah. naked with a child underwater that was another weird thing <laughs> well because i think it's actually kind of a theme of the movie is that his son well okay so plot point is that his son is the one who made the video game yeah. yes yes and the connection between the son and his father is like weird in that he puts his dad in a bunch of sexual situations that yeah jace i think now is a good time to note that not entirely touched upon that matthew mcconaughey's character yes is a depiction of his father but is kind of leaned on as a crutch that he has some artificial intelligence right this child yeah. is a genius in movie, says he's an IT student, and, you know, touching on kind of the technological, technological advancements we've made recently. Matthew McConaughey's character is a part of this video game, but he is also somewhat an AI, so he has some leeway to act. Um, yeah. For me, that so- makes it a bit more confusing because then there aren't rules and there are rules, but... I think that's a pretty important... It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Ex Machina situation where, like, the AI has confines in which it can operate, mm-hmm. like, rules. Yeah, because there, there was a throwaway line in the movie that was kind of in the background where they were talking about, like, oh, neural networks yeah. and programming, creating consciousness within the system. Um, so, yeah, it is implied that he he does have his own free will. Um, but I do think the kid is designing some of these situations, he is, though. Absolutely, like, it's yeah. just it's very odd. He he writes his own mom into the situation, in, into the programming too, um, which was also a little weird. And they, you know, Anne Hathaway does play this mom character, and there is a very very steamy sex scene between McConaughey and her character in this movie. Steamy, steamy might not be the word I would use. There was literal steam coming off of them. Yes, like, in the I know. But that's why I, I wouldn't. Steamy means something else too. So like I wouldn't yeah. use it in a descriptive, right. you know, physical descriptive term. Uh, awkward, definitely. I would yes. say I felt very uncomfortable. I was squirming in my seat. Yeah, I mean, the scene. I mean, that scene is tied to a lot of different aspects of McConaughey's character that I also didn't like because um, it's established early on in the movie that he says things to push people away um to get them to to do things because he feels bad for them or something like he tells his first mate um he's like oh you haven't been able to catch shit since your wife died um so fuck off my boat and but he's saying that because he really cares about him he wants to get him a better job and he says something really shitty to Anne hathaway's character after that that sex scene they have to to also push her away and i just feel like i won it didn't i make beat him, him. <laughs> yeah he just says like i won i beat him the evil stepdad and it just made him seem scummy in a way that was so irredeemable. I was, like, not on board with his character at all. I feel like you need to have him at least be somewhat, um, like, you, you need to be somewhat empathetic towards the character. And I just, I was so, like, not on board the whole time with this dude. That, um, this is the, my, uh, I watched this last night. And I think yeah, this movie, as far as a review and its content, might actually like require quite a bit longer between watching and reviewing because um, on a second take, and this is where the AI thing comes in, you have to realize that because they decided to give this a video game, a, the, the tone of a video game and put it in the story, mm-hmm. 
everything in a video game has to be curated and created and has to be designed in a specific way. Voice lines, situations, funnily enough, you know, the pixels of his dad's butt. So it's like when you think about Matthew McConaughey as an AI, did the kid write the I beat him line out, out of yeah. like frustration of what's going like he wants his dad to be back with his mom? Like and it's like uh, um, a few of the reviews that I've talked about have talked about the triangle, the the hero villain victim triangle and how the mm -hmm. director of this movie wanted to kind of shift the narrative in the way that you look at that. What? So many times in this movie, I'm like, I get confused and then it loses me because I know now that the kid wrote the lines for half of these characters if we just yeah. remove Matthew McConaughey from the situation. And I think it really detracts from it. Yeah, I mean, it's all I, I do feel Matthew McConaughey does say his own lines just in character. Um, like, I do think he has that free will. But yeah, you're right, Jace. Like, I did think, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because my thinking was, all the other characters talk to him like an NPC. Mm -hmm. um, they, they say really weird things. The lines are really wooden. Does all these problems get resolved by the fact that in world, all these lines are written by a 14 year old? I mean, is, yeah. <laughs> is this movie Does actually it? good? <laughs> I mean, like all of the tonal weirdness. It's because a 14 year old's writing a plot line in a video right. game. And yeah. like, I, so that's my biggest complaint. One of the first things I wrote down was like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the exposition is like really bland. Uh, it was all tell, not show. The dialogue was chunky, and like the editing was really weird. Where like the camera angle would act, and the camera yeah. would do these like there's a 360 rig where the camera was on obviously on like some sort of rotating mechanism, and it would like swivel around the characters in unpredictable ways. And then to learn later that this is a video game, I thought redeemed it as far as a lot of those criticisms that I had went. Where like oh, this is a cutscene. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, this thing sticks out because, like, it's an item, you know? Like, things yeah. like that I thought was pretty cool. And, like, I thought the supernatural angle was not necessary at all in that he could the talk to his uh, son through the video game. I didn't know it was a video game. I thought he could just talk to his son, like, on a different side of the planet. And, uh, and then I learned that's the whole point of the movie is that he's, you know, kind of a... Uh, living this experience through his dad as a character in a video game and um mm -hmm. that i don't know i end up i end up kind of like liking the movie That's it was it. weird af and i probably wouldn't mm -hmm. re recommend it to barely anybody <laughs> but like i don't know i mean is that a shield though like we were talking about this in our thanks killing episode i mean you could say that like oh yeah exactly like the creators made it perfect like exactly bad in just the right way because the kids making this or is it just because they kind of sucked at writing and directing a movie because yeah. there was yeah like we said shitty dialogue um there was also not very good acting there was extremely good actors in this movie mm -hmm. we've seen them do great work um but i feel like they needed to do other takes i feel like they needed to be directed better and i put that on the pr producers and director of this movie because Anne Hathaway, we know she can bring the heat in her scenes. We know she can play characters who are imperfect. And, I mean, you compare this with Colossal, where she was giving, uh, you know, a performance where she was kind of a mess. Um, and in this movie, she's kind of doing this weird, like, uh, femme fatale, like, Jessica Rabbit impression. And it was just very one note, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like she, it, it just, it could have been better. I was, like, disappointed with her depiction in this movie. Um, she was also just not, not, not with, very like... well. Yeah. I think with the depiction of her, yeah, more like what she was told to do and like yeah. 
how yes, one-dimensional yeah. her character was rather than yeah. like her actual performance. I thought I thought her and Matthew, well, pretty much everybody that I mentioned in my synopsis, I thought did a really good job. It was the I mean, the NPC style characters that uh, were weird. Yeah, like her. You're probably thinking the same thing, Ryan. Like her lines to Matthew McConaughey, where she was talking and she was like, "Yeah, everyone knew about Iraq and the medals," and like she's saying mm-hmm. it like like a MacGruber scene or something, right? Like, and that's what I mean by the yeah. expository dialogue was was tell, not show. Like mm-hmm. people don't like if I haven't seen you in a few years and suddenly we hang out, I'm not like remember that time when. It's yeah, 2012, yeah. and I moved to this state. He moved to this state, and then for a while we saw each other, you know, every so. And like we don't, we don't talk like that. We just say, "Hey, what's up, man? How's it going?" Yeah, and the, she was talking like she was doing an impression of a character, somewhat like she was written in a, into a video game as a character. Um, and I thought, I wish they went further with her character too. Like it seemed like she could have been just as sleazy as McConaughey's character was. I, I wanted, I, I was thinking like, Oh man, maybe she's like plotting something. And she's I thought like involved she was faking with some, it. Yeah, I did too. And that, that would have been more interesting to me, but instead it was just very like, she's a conduit for the plot to move forward, which mm-hmm. was a little disappointing. Like, yeah, I thought that the twist, the second twist was going to be that, you know, they just, this guy just does this like stepdad. Yeah. And, uh, the stepdad's not a bad guy. And, Matthew McConaughey only sees his behavior through the lens that Anne Hathaway gives him. That's why she has to show up early. And like, uh, I thought that would have been interesting where like, there's going to be a reveal at the end that he's just like a kind of a, he's kind of an asshole. Maybe he's like a drunk, but like he doesn't actually physically hit her more of a murder mystery than like a video game movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie would have done better as just maybe even like supernatural nor like keep the connection to the sun. Don't, Give give your give a little bit more dialogue to these NPC like characters. Give them a connection. Um, mm-hmm. the, using the technology as a as kind of a scapegoat. Yeah, is how I feel about it. But um, in that, it, talking about Anne Hathaway, yeah, it, it sucked for me. It sucks. And like my my major complaint about this movie is that it feels like compared to another she, for Les Mis. She was in the yeah. movie for 15 minutes of screen time. I think she was probably in this for the same amount of time. But she won. She got. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that mm-hmm. and won. I think she won, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, and then she won. In this movie, Like because of the role, because of the, I think, harder than any other character, it was like, Anne, you're playing a character who is the idealization or or like the the digital image of this 14 year old mom who is abused and he like, you're this uh, Jessica rabbit s character. That's like, yeah. that's like gleamed up and shows up and gets back together and connects with the dad that's dead. And it's like, she was really robotic, but yeah, I feel like they actually directed her to be that way. And I feel I bad. She didn't have, there was nothing that would have allowed Anne Hathaway like in Les Mis to bring this movie up. Because it was like we know what your ca- we we've written this we know what the story is we've written her to be more than Matthew McConaughey an NPC not an AI which I would have liked if there was you know I totally agree with that yeah McConaughey was the only one with the room to kind of play yeah um, and right Hathaway... she wasn't able to elevate this movie at all like yeah her her and her character was always second fiddle to the male characters in this movie whereas yeah. like. Mm-hmm. If she was more villainous or even like, you know, more of a negotiator in this movie, had a bigger role, she might have been on par 
at least maybe with the other characters but like yeah i felt like she didn't dominate the screen when she was on it because her character wasn't supposed to i mean we're supposed to be thinking like oh how does this impact matthew mcconaughey every time we see her we're not like oh no i'm worried about her character Mm -hmm. right um i did read on on i think it was it was probably like a wikipedia thing but she she did say that um, she was attracted to playing Karen in the movie uh, because the the character, she says, like, put up a mask uh, defined by the male gaze. And she also said that she was mm. not usually asked to play these types of characters. Um, so I think, yeah, like what you guys said, like she is just kind of um, kind of just like a conduit in this movie. She's being affected by a lot of things. Um, but it, it's just like she's just something that Matthew McConaughey needs to save or needs to resolve in some way. Um, and that's where a lot of my disappointment was. And I, I feel like this was marketed even with just the cover as something where it's like a tour de force thing between the both of them, a push and pull relationship. And it's, it's just like a Matthew McConaughey solo movie, yeah. honestly. So, and McConaughey did give, I think a pretty solid performance, but it didn't save what was happening on screen. And I want to say that both Jason Clark and Matthew McConaughey are the same age. They're born in 1969. Oh. They're 13 years older than Anne Hathaway. Oh, wow. And they were playing characters that were her age. So, And I think they aged them down. Um, and yeah. that's a really strange choice when you have like uh, Diane Lane, who is much closer in age to Matthew McConaughey. She's only four years older than he is. Mm-hmm. And so, or about three years. So like, it's uh, a weird situation. I thought that was kind of a strange choice. Why not choose a different... Female like a lead that would, yeah. yeah, like I mean, that's Hollywood for you. It's always, you know, always jobs for older, you know, male no, exactly. actors. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's something that's actually coming up right now in media a lot. And like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I think Diane Lane uh, could have played her and Anne Hathaway could have switched roles easily. I think in this movie, and like maybe Anne Hathaway could have been someone who was in that situation. Her character could have helped Matthew McConaughey figure out the puzzle. I mean, either way, they would have both been just side characters. I feel, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Like if it, it, it could have been, it could have been done more interesting. And I think that's kind of the crux of it is that this twist, uh, even though like it was kind of a crazy twist, right? Like th- this, this kind of led you into this, uh, you know, this this crazy plot element. Um, but it, it was just, it was unsatisfying. Like I feel like it wasn't enough to make the movie interesting. I feel. Um, when the computer twist came out, I, I had to admit, like, I was a little disappointed. I was like, huh. And the end of the movie, I mean, I, I suppose we, we kind of alluded to it, was where McConaughey does decide to kill Frank, the, the abusive uh, stepdad. Um, and then it, I think it's implied that it prompts the, the kid to get the courage to kill the stepdad in real life, which was pretty up- upsetting and weird to watch on the screen. Um, and then there's kind of a big happy ending after that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the happy ending. I didn't like yeah. the post killing, seeing the kid, yeah, sitting in juvie or something like that. And like the the news program that was laid over it was, I don't think, done well. Um, no, it was. We didn't. We never saw Anne Hathaway's character in the real world. Mm-hmm. In the in the kids' world, we never saw them interact, and I didn't like that at all. I think she should have been given a bigger role in uh, the reality. That's a good point, Ryan. Like, I feel like it would have been more impactful if you actually saw the real Anne Hathaway character, not just the depiction. It would have grounded the situation more, um, not just the kid, but also the kid just smiling as the news news goes, and they're like, oh, the kid might be exonerated because it was self-defense, and it was like this whole thing, and then uh, the kid rewrites the program so that him and his dad can hang out in the digital world. But, I mean, it leaves me thinking, and I wonder if you guys had the same reaction. You know, what was the point of McConaughey's arc 
Like, I think as soon as they yeah. established that it was a video game, really all precedent and like care and motives for the characters really didn't make sense anymore. And I just kind of lost interest. Yeah, I just, the stakes just evaporated. Yeah. Because the whole thing was a kid just venting his frustrations into a video game. And once that happens, I'm like, okay, so am I just not supposed to give a shit about Matthew McConaughey or anybody in this program anymore? Because now it's yeah, just Yeah, they just framed it as yeah. the old man in the sea, like where mm-hmm. at first he has a compulsion to get the fish. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And yeah. then this guy's going to get on the boat and they're going to be like, oh right. no. And he's going to have to like overcome his demons to like find new ways to get the fish and things like that. Like, yeah. And then they changed it to his new compulsion was written into the video game as killing the father rather than killing the fish and thought that was interesting but then it didn't explain why he still wanted to kill the fish and yeah. he didn't really have anything to get over right like because as soon right. as you switch that he's like on board he's like yeah i'm gonna do it and that i thought was too easy of a switch where like he wasn't like oh well what didn't he say sometimes you have to do a bad thing like the yeah he's like, like the he good thing son. is yeah. doing a bad thing or something like which that which is a weird message where he's like you got to do a bad thing to make a good thing happen sometimes yeah and he's like okay and i was like jesus so, like that was but a weird he thing he yeah. was always on board with that ideal i think yeah it was never killing us wrong it was like i don't want to i don't want to deal with this crap i just want to catch this fish so he never yeah. got over the killing is wrong arc and i thought maybe like i don't know I, yeah, I, 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 all our thoughts kind of still. <laughs> <out. laughs> hey, it's just it seemed like it was pointless. Yeah, Jace, find me a jury that's gonna convict that kid. You know, <laughs> right? Of right. murder and we're not. Step we on. are not. <laughs> yeah, right. Guilty or not guilty? Like, what's your we're verdict? We're not going there. <laughs> I think. I mean, this movie was. You, you, I don't know. I mean, you kind of see it coming as as more details progress, as cer- characters say certain lines. Um, and I was kind of like, is this like a source code thing? Like, do you guys remember the movie Source Code with, with Jake Gyllenhaal? I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. Right. I mean, in this movie, we should say, too, Matthew McConaughey's real character is supposed to be dead in this movie. He was killed in Iraq, um, and the kid just rebuilds him into the video game. Um, and his, his consciousness is in there. And I, I think Source Code does a version of this, and I think it's way more poignant, even though the plot overall plot is different. Um, so if you want to, if, if that concept is interesting to you, watch Source Code instead, I'd say, because um, this one was just executed in a way that was just not fucking interesting. And the fact that the dad is just a construct within the computer and he's just trapped in there, I also found just kind of disturbing. I was like, fuck, he has the memories of the kid's dad and he's just stuck in this island living this weird purgatory reality the whole time. Did you guys, so my question is, did you pick up on anything? Did you pick up on any of the breadcrumbs that they left that mm-hmm. at the end of the movie you're able to be like, oh, because he, so the Matthew McConaughey's character would have the same day every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And there was weird stuff playing over the radio. There was, yeah, that was not being able me. to run red lights and his boat always going at the same time. And uh, Julie picked up on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I totally I feel so bad. This is kind of, but she was like, that because talking about the Jeremy Strong character who yeah notices something is going wrong because Matthew McConaughey is deviating from his schedule. He's like, "There's a twenty second discrepancy in the right. schedule." Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Oh, he's got there's something meta going on with this guy. He's like got he knows what's gonna happen, or he's a time traveler, or something like that, or he's psychic." And I was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> 
this is a, I, I think I literally told her, this is just a character drama. And Matthew McConaughey is stressed out, so his so he's acting strangely, and he's like hyper, and he just wants to go out to see you early. I, oh, no. <laughs> and turns out she was one hundred percent correct. That right, I'm seeing a pattern of you shooting down Julie's correct yeah. theories <laughs> and having to publicly apologize every episode. <laughs> it, it's not that it's a public apology; it's that like we so constantly discuss this stuff while yeah. it's going on, and she's just better at spotting things like that than I am because maybe I fall. Maybe she I spots it. You twists. say she's wrong, then she's right, and then yeah. You... I think I, I think I fall for the twists harder than she does. Well, maybe you're you're a more ideal um, movie movie audience, Ryan. You know, because well, I'm got thinking you when I'm watching this, I'm like, singer. why would anybody write that into this movie? The yeah. the writer would have to be a moron because I'm approaching it from like you know what what was going on when you were writing this movie, and while maybe she's like open minded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before the twist happens, I'm like there's so much tonal shifts in the movie i'm kind of like this is like three movies at once and all of the characters so are talking it should have been a trilogy like harbingers yeah we should fuck. <laughs> this could have been an interesting uh netflix series maybe a 10 episode thing westworld dude. um so that's the first thing that came, came to my mind like mm-hmm. if you watch westworld and you don't know what's going on the first half of the first episode maybe like mm-hmm. totally comes off as a normal normal western movie like yeah and so in this in a way i think could have maybe expanded if you're gonna have a twist that's that fundamental maybe you do need some longer form content maybe it just ryan like it didn't feel earned for me and especially the ending too like the big epic happy ending and the the you know the digital thing is like reforming into like this thing you can be with the sun um it just didn't feel like i was built up enough for that everything just kind of suddenly happened and i felt like it was cheap um kind of like uh the last thing he wanted where you have that ending where anne hathaway gets shot um and it's supposed to be deep and amazing but it's Spoilers. totally not yeah did the kid die what? no the kid's the, fine yeah the kid in this movie i mean what, what are you thinking eventually i mean he re- he reunites well, with his dad in the digital world whose dad is die that is in the digital world and then the last thing we see <laughs> is him sitting in the chair thinking about the digital landscape is the ending of this movie more fucked up than we thought? <laughs> I thought it was just like he had a VR no, helmet on or yeah. something. Or yeah, that's some a, that's shit, what I man. thought when I finished it. That was like he was just programming. I mean, for VR. It, you could have a cracked.com-esque uh, fan theory though, where everyone's dead uh, and the kid died at the end. Um, I mean, do you, I mean, let's do it. Let's do a GBGB's fix its real quick. I mean, like, how could we make this movie better? Like, can we do a quick GBGB fix it? Literally cut out the video game bullshit and just give him a psychic connection with this kid through the water. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or go harder. And with like, the noir? Uh, like on the... No, with the video game stuff. Like, this is in a weird middle ground where, like, only one character existed in the real world. If you're going to have an alternate reality thing, there needs to be more connecting you to the alternate. Like, I don't understand. I think another thing that might help it, too, like, the scene where uh, Matthew McConaughey kills Frank, I think, was lackluster. Like, I feel like it would have been better if Matthew McConaughey and the tuna see each other, and they kind of, like, nod knowingly to each other, and the tuna launches out of the water. Like like a a human hand comes around, and it, like, slits its own throat with its thumb, and it's like, okay, I get it. I'm gonna, I- yeah, yeah, the tune is like, yeah. And then he launches out of the water, and McConaughey catches it and slaps Frank off the boat straight into the horizon. Wow. Uh, you know, like with a, with a big old tuna fish. Slap. Oh, and I then like the next day, he cool. takes some of the money that Anne Hathaway gave him and he drops it into the ocean. Yeah, and before the tuna, tuna comes up and eats the cash. <laughs> well, and then the tuna comes up and, t- and, and Matthew McConaughey throws him a beer and a cigarette. Yeah. 
because this oh. movie was big cigarette and they're like yeah <laughs> and they smoke it yeah. together and you know they're cool wow and we then, are amazing at writing movies and, and there's more banging later, the, 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 yeah the tuna has more? sex that's probably my fix is the opposite where like <laughs> don't, don't devote a sex? half an hour of this movie to like weird sex scenes and then you probably would be able to do mm-hmm. all the things that we're talking about yeah, actually, it would have had more content because there was like the sex scenes went like kind of too long, like just literally just too like the camera was. I was like, oh, they're still going for this. Yeah, I thought it was um, going to fade to black. Yeah, like they normally. And Amber was walking in and out of the room as I was watching this, and every time she walked like, in, it seemed like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it so, seemed like so there was looking. another naked scene. And she was like, damn, like wow, like what, how many fucking sex scenes are in this movie? Um, so maybe if the tuna also had sex, I feel like that would have just kind of balanced it out. Um. And then maybe if the son um, maybe scans himself Tron style in the game and they beat up Frank together, maybe that might that might have been cool. Yeah. Or, or maybe more Tron scanning. Just kind of, you know, put it all in the game and then and then have the tuna Tron scan into the real world so the tuna can escape. And then it's just Encino Man where it's like literally fish out of water. And it, it like enrolls yeah, and it, in the local high school. Yeah. The, kid, yeah, yeah. the kid's like showing it around and there's kind of like. Then the tuna like starts to get more popular and like cooler than the kid, and so there's like this uh, budding resentment, and uh, yeah. eventually there's like a big play at the end of the school year, and the kid's like practicing really hard, and the, the tuna shows up to his dressing room and like you know really really helps them out and they squash their beef. Mm. The tuna could be really good at bat. You think he'd be really good at basketball? The tuna because he's so big. Probably that's literally the plot of Teen Wolf: is that animals are better at basketball than humans. Is this like yeah? There's um, no other sport that tuna would like be better sea at. Seabud, seabud. <laughs> it would be so stupid Buddy. if the fastest swimming animal in the fucking world uh, plays soccer. <laughs> and they just like wheels around on a skateboard. Or just water because polo guys would like legit work. That tuna would fucking take lives in a water oh, polo yeah, situation. <laughs> a thousand pounds. Like that would have been made the movie so much better. Um, is there anything else we could we could think of that could make the tuna uh, the tuna relationship better with with McConaughey? Like maybe at the end the the tuna buys a house and they kind of see each other and they're like long time no see and they're just sitting on two beach chairs together, you know, drinking Coronas, <laughs> and it's like a nice resolution and they kiss and they, and they, they make love. Yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey uh... needs to be making love to more characters <laughs> in my version. So. The- halfway through the movie the twist is revealed that the tuna is matthew mcconaughey and matthew mcconaughey is the tuna oh they switch bodies yeah freaky friday yeah 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 so so that <laughs> so the reason why he's the tuna is trying to or matthew mcconaughey is trying to catch tuna is because he's trying to get his old body back yeah. so they can switch back but mcconaughey's like fuck that being a tuna is way better fuck being a human what if the tuna is like i've got to catch that fish and kill it so that i don't switch back into my old body you know how many times <laughs> You know how many times a tuna can have sex in its lifetime? Fucking once, okay? Okay, humans can do it a bunch of times. I don't think, no, what? tunas don't spawn like salmon. They don't? Isn't, no. isn't those all fish? No. Climax once and die? No. That's why I thought they wanted to switch. Okay. In canon, if it's a video game world, yeah. the rules can be whatever you want. Sure. Wait, tunas? Wait, hang on, sorry. Like, let's, 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 send, uh, let's send the jokes out of the room real quick. Can tunas more than once in their life? Salmon are some of the only fish that die when they spawn. Salmonids are, yeah. I only know, all my fish knowledge comes from salmon, so like that's that's gonna be a big issue. Wait, so tuna can do it multiple times. Tuna spawn once they per don't do year. It. 
They spawn. And a bluefin tuna sorry. lives for 40 years. So a tuna's doing it 40 times. Okay, so that tuna has no issues. No issues with thought, what? What are we talking about? Nutting multiple times in a year or in a lifetime. Because I thought he would you know, he want to experience human life. He'd be able to smoke cigarettes and drive cars and stuff. And, you know, more than once. You know, speaking of that, yeah, like there's some serious implication that right. Matthew McConaughey went back for round two not one minute after, you know, finishing a sex scene and... Oh, yeah. It's pure endurance. <laughs> I mean, he's there for the money, so it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting he's, paid. He's programming he's a... it. Set refractory period equal equal to zero seconds. <laughs> his son fucking did. That's, the, that's another thing. It's like his Do you have son that straight up. Do you, have the picture, do you have the picture I sent you of that Reddit comment? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can you? Could you? I, I yeah, laughed I mean, so hard last night that I cried, and then I gave myself the hiccups, and I had to wait 15 minutes to go to bed. Let's see. The, the, I think the, the, the comment was uh, from Masked Manta on Reddit. Uh, imagine programming a recurring side quest where your dead father must sweatily fuck the local <laughs> in order to sustain operating costs on his tuna boat. Imagine programming a main quest event where you must render every polygon of your dead father's dripping wet ass so that he can realistically fuck your depressed mother. Imagine programming your mother to beg your abusive stepfather to choke her out while moaning daddy repeatedly. <laughs> this kid is fucked up, yo. <laughs> I don't know how much of that I could keep. <laughs> that is so... <laughs> but that gets to the crux of it. We're all thinking about that in this movie. Yeah, I. that's, that's the thing. It's like... It's kind of okay if that sort of thought comes out after you dwell on the movie. And maybe we're sitting here for an hour or two and we're riffing on the movie and someone makes that joke. Like, oh, wouldn't it be kind of funny if you thought about this? But I think every single person who watched this movie instantly was like, wait, (laughs) did the kid program that? (laughs) I mean, the kid in in world is like, you know, he is pretty traumatized and he is fucked up. And so it is entirely possible that he's he's also just projecting weird things into the game. But I just it's such a weird detail uh, to include, and it make I feel like it makes the audiences have a weird reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with that, do you guys want to do you guys want to get into the meters for this dang thing? <laughs> All righty, we got uh, the first thing is the is the Hathawometer in this movie, and and we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Jace, you got you got the Hathawometer. How Hathaway E was this movie? Um. Yeah, I alluded to it earlier. I think in the at the time of this movie, sixty-seven episodes we released, and I had some messages to Ryan. It wasn't in the recording. I said, I think this is probably the worst movie we've ever <laughs> chosen to watch. I was I was shitting on it. But then I said to him right before we recorded, I was thinking about pitching this because I did not realize how little Anne Hathaway was in it. And we made the point earlier that she was not given free reign to bring this movie up in any way. The role was a character in a video game written by a son that's one-minded that needs to be acted this really specific way. Whether or not she did that well, just because of how I feel about the movie, is like really muddying the water for my meter. And like, I kind of wanted to say no comment, no score given, and just walk (laughs) away from it. It's like a, it's like an NA. Um, I I quite literally can't because I was so baffled by the entirety of the thing that I can't really think about 
what her what her character did or how her acting was. I mean, like emotionally in the scenes where she was being abused, it was like really tense and I'm sitting on the couch and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable and she's obviously playing that character really well. It makes me feel like I'm like, it's like dirty, but then yeah. it's such tonal whiplash to Matthew McConaughey on a boat going, ah, <laughs> that yeah. like, that's just it's so um i'm not gonna give this a zero because she did not play the part well as she was directed but i'm gonna give it a zero because i would not tell somebody to watch this for Anne hathaway yeah yeah fair enough jace uh a zero straight out of the gate ryan what do you what are you thinking for the hathawometer i'm gonna be i'm gonna look real freaking stupid when we (laughs) (laughs) if denali's like at all agrees with Jace. Uh, I'm gonna look like a dumb dumb. I could have. Please, the, we have a panel. One second. I could have given it a number. It's just yeah. really, really hard. Like when thinking back to the first episodes of this podcast, where I was like, yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I'm gonna give it an eight. Yes. It's a weird quasi zero. I, I I see what you mean, and I I agree with you. I'm saying like when we get to the state of the podcast and we look at the charts and we see like our scores being so different. Uh, I think I'm gonna feel stupid when I say this, but I'm gonna give Anne Hathaway a seven. What? And not just to be contrarian. That's what I came in saying. And like she, I thought did a really good job. She acted circles around even Matthew McConaughey in a couple scenes. She did a very good job. I think that the only way I have to dock her is in quantity. Going by my yeah. formula, it's quality of the film. I think like you can't score that great on a terrible movie. And that's what I've been saying with like Princess Diaries and stuff. But I think this, I'm going to disagree with you guys later too, because I like the movie. Uh, so she's not docked for being in a bad movie. It's just bad quantity. So take a couple off. Yeah. She didn't play her, you know, stereotypical character. So take a point off. Uh, that's a seven. All right. Right. I'm surprised to hear that dog. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's sometimes art subjective. Um, cause I mean, I'll be honest, Ryan, like I was going into this before, before we discussed this, I was going to give it a zero. Um, and do and it, do, let, let me explain maybe, maybe why too, because uh, I agree. Like she gave a, a really, a good performance. Yeah. Um, it was solid, but I think it was a very bad role. Um, and I feel like she should have been directed differently. There was certain scenes where I was just like, maybe do a different take of that. Maybe like they make the camera angles different or something. It just, there was a couple clunkers. I, at least from what I felt, there was also, I also felt like she was kind of railroaded into like a very narrow character. Um, just like we said, kind of by design. And for that reason, I don't think it's a very Anne Hathaway movie. I think this is very much a McConaughey movie. Like if it was, was a, if we were doing the McCominometer right now, I would give him like a nine. Yeah. Because he's in every damn scene. Anne Hathaway doesn't show up until 18 minutes in and only has screen time about five to 10 minutes in this movie. Um, and, and the rest of the focus is on McConaughey. So if you're an Anne Hathaway fan, like I don't think this is going to deliver on any level uh, for you. And this also earned Hathaway and McConaughey a Razzie nomination in 2019. Um, they both got nominated for worst actor, worst actress. Whoa, really? So there's another, you know, That's there's another really aspect there too. To me. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't like the Razzies as a concept, anyways. Sure, right. But it, you know, there, there you have. Like this was critically panned. Um, it's, 
I know it's not maybe entirely fair for me to shit on Hathaway's role because she didn't write it, she didn't direct the movie, um, but I just really didn't like her character in this movie. I just feel like it wasn't impactful. And I feel like coming off of all of these movies that we've seen, it, it could have been better. And it was just, yeah, just the spotlight was on McConaughey so much. I'm going to have to give it a zero because it's just it just seemed like she was pushed to the side in this movie. We didn't expect it going in, um, but I, I think it hurt it for me. Woof. So zero. we got a, a 007 here. Woof. This is unprecedented. Yes. I, 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 I mean... Listen, this is why we got the panel. You know, we don't we don't post average scores. So, I mean, maybe maybe people have a different opinion. Maybe like the quality might outweigh things for people. This is, that's I just think yeah, it's really unprecedented. That's really cool. Yeah. I I actually uh, like I, that we're so far apart. Ryan's being really rough on Anne Hathaway all season, except for the movie that she's in for ten I minutes, like where he gives her a seven. I like this movie. <laughs> Let's get into this. Let's get into it because, like, you guys, right. your last no, scores that, like, are a four and a, a four, a three, a four, and then she. Wait, you gave her a four for Ella Enchanted? He gave her that. like Ella Enchanted. She's in every fucking scene, and she she actually gave a good performance in that movie. She gets a couple points for quantity. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, well, all right. Let's let's get into the movie meters. Let's, what what do you guys, Jace? What do you think about this movie? Uh, man, the distillate of this movie is four separate images. It's Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey naked with a yes. woman. Matthew McConaughey naked smoking a cigarette. Matthew McConaughey yelling up at the sky. Rah! And Close. then, um, and then I guess I guess Matthew McConaughey finish uh, fishing, looking like he's like <laughs> yeah, finishing like that was also there. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I liked the first. Yeah, like the first act of this movie before they reveal the twist is is like pretty intriguing and interesting. Uh, except when you look at it through the lens of we're trying to review a, an Anne Hathaway movie, um, you're like the scenes and the shots are beautiful. I was actually amazed. I was blown away. Like a lot of this, a lot of the time you were staring at the scenes in this movie at the beginning, you're like, wow, that looks great. Whether it's digitally edited or it's just what they were capturing. Um, so like visually very, very pleasing to see, but, um, yeah, like I can't get past the fact that I think there are some gaffes and it's a bit of a crutch to use the, this is a video game. Um, it's being written by this kid just because after you get to that point, you kind of rethink the logic of everything behind it and what's going on and whether or not Matthew McConaughey has free will and he's the character is making these decisions or the kid is making the decisions for the dad because he's playing as the dad. That being said, I guess an interesting twist. Uh, overall, I got done. And I just didn't like it. I thought um, this is uh, I feel bad. I gave Princess Diaries a three and I'm just like, for me, I think this is probably my least favorite movie story wise that we've watched over 60 movies. Did you think PD one was better than this movie? Oh, I give Princess Diaries one like a like a seven or an eight. Oh, PD two was what you gave a three. Yeah, it's um, I think and they're I've very similar it, movies. I should say. I think I've seen it a few times. This is the wor- best bad movie ever made. Like, mm. there's some care to it. It looks good. It's got some A list actors. Matthew McConaughey is going off the rails. He's absolutely insane. If this was the mudroom season, this movie might be getting up there. <laughs> He's like chain smoking cigarettes in different scenes, pounding alcohol, like, ah, again, it's crazy. Um, I'm going to give it a two. I don't want to go so low as my 
hathometer, but I didn't enjoy it. I'm not recommending it to anybody, and uh, I think it needs to have a pretty drastic reboot and focus on the noir and killing a guy in a boat as opposed to the rules and the logistics of an AI operating within the bounds of a video game because that made it muddy. I'm interested in video games. I don't think that worked out. All right, fair enough. Uh, so you're giving it a two, right, Jace? Yeah, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a two. It is most certainly a movie, and it looked yes. good. <laughs> no one could deny it was a movie. Uh, Ryan, what are you feeling? I mean, you're, you're hinting at you, you might have a little little more a higher score on this. So what are you feeling for Serenity? Yeah, this is going to be maybe the opposite tone, right? Where, like, I like the movie, <laughs> so I'm going to give it a high score even though I don't think it's a good movie. Like, uh, the there are, I think it's very polarizing where I watch a lot of bad movies, uh, most of them during the halfway season. But Come I think on, there's man. an enjoyable bad movie out there that, like, you know, going to hit with everybody. Is this movie going to be anybody's favorite movie? No. But I liked it. I don't know. I liked the video game thing. I had a good time watching this movie. Yes, I was so uncomfortable watching the movie, but I thought, like, it was uncomfortable on purpose. And that's okay with me. Like, as long as they're framing... Look, domestic violence and family abuse is terrible. It's atrocious. Like, it's a terrible crime, and you should never do it under any circumstances. It has victims beyond what, you know, the perpetrators can even imagine. And uh, th that was in this movie. That That's part of it. And then I like ocean movies. That's kind of my whole vibe. That's, like, my whole thing. And, like, uh, Old Man in the Sea, it's a classic story. I, I, I don't know. There's things that were weird we talked about with the editing i didn't like with the camera angles and all this kind of crap but like okay yeah, that's kind of like a stylistic choice i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know rag on that much for that uh it's not perfect i'm not gonna rate it very high but i'm gonna give it a six i think that's more than fair i think it's too objectively it's not a six but like subjectively i like the movie so I, my favorite part was going back and thinking about moments early in the movie after I had finished it. And especially with the script, I think the script was very purposeful. I don't think it was good. I think it was purposeful. And that at the beginning, everybody's talking about, oh, that's against regulation. Can't do that. It's against regulation. Can't take you out on the boat without a witness. It's against regulation. And then later, as soon as the word video game is introduced, that switched to rules. Oh, can't do that. It's mm. against the rules. Oh, can't do that. It's against the rules. And then everything is like kind of shifted like that. We we don't only talk about the dialogue and like but we talk about the way that characters start interacting. Like it's not just they have personalities and behaviors, it's like they have scripted movements and they have scripted things they're allowed to do. And I don't know, it's kind of cool. Not every not every movie's doing that. If more movies were this ambitious, I think you know, the movie industry would be in a better place. So, a 6. Alrighty, a 6 uh six tunas i'm trying to think about what my opinion of this this movie is i mean uh, reacting to the end but also you know throughout because i feel like this movie we already discussed it had a lot of logical flaws and, and conceptual ones um but i think for me it wasn't quite as effective um i think the villain character even though it was played very well i mean that actor always plays really gross characters it's kind of his typecast um, but I didn't like the way he was written either. It, it felt very cartoony and cheap. Um, it's He's written like a villain in like one of those dad core movies where it's just designed to make you so crazy angry um, that it just kind of, it kind of yanked me out of the movie a little bit. 
Um, it was just almost too much. It was very one-dimensional. And when I have a villain like that, at least for me, it's hard for me to connect with the concept of the movie. And also when the twist came out, like the buildup for the twist, I thought was actually pretty good. I was fascinated with the movie. I wanted to see where it was going. Um, some of the hints and the breadcrumbs that are leaving throughout the movie, it kind of gave me that sense of like excitement. I'm like, oh shit, what's going to happen? But as soon as the video game twist fully reveals itself, um, if that's when some of the excitement, I think, kind of kind of went away for me. I, I felt like it wasn't quite effective in that regard. Um, there was some pacing issues. I, I felt like for me, midway to the end of the movie, where I was kind of checking the clock a little bit, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm really into this. Um, the other aspect of this movie I, I didn't really like, I mean, we discussed this before, is that Matthew McConaughey is the only real fully developed character in this movie. Everybody else was completely underutilized. I mean, you have actors like Diane Lane, you have uh, Jimon, and you have you know Anna Hathaway, who just were playing very one-note characters. I know that was an aspect about the movie, but it, it made it kind of boring for me to watch because um, I, I just I just felt like uh, Matthew McConaughey was just an island in of in of himself. This conceptually it was interesting, but the ending too kind of fell totally flat for me. The happy ending where the kid leaves the room with his dad's buck knife and stabs his stepfather, um, and then comes back and kills him, and he's just like smiling into the camera in juvie. Um, that was pretty fucked up, and I don't know what kind of message they're trying to send where they're like, yay, he killed him! Like, it's just, it was just sad and tonally very strange. I felt uncomfortable and not in a good way in that uh, particular moment. And it made, it kind of threw away the stakes for Matthew McConaughey's character, too, where it was just like, yeah, he helped his son get the courage to, of you know, do a fucked up thing. And uh, that just didn't hit for me at all. Uh, and then the happy ending just felt really hokey where they just kind of hug. The age thing with the son too was also odd because he's supposed to be like 16, 17 in world. Um, but he was like maybe nine on camera, which was another just weird thing. There was a lot of very strange things about this movie. I was entertained for part of it. So I think I'm going to give it a three. I think it was interesting. I think it was a trip, but at the end of the day, I regretted watching it <laughs> and spending time doing it. Um, not the worst movie we've seen, but I, I would say I think it's it's I might have liked it on par with uh, the last thing he wanted. Uh, there was a lot of things executed well, but just overall, just a, a pooper for me. I think it's more interesting to think about than it was to watch. Like there was a lot of Ryan, you said there's a lack of expository dialogue. There's also a lack of expository scenes because it's almost like. It's a video game that's not necessarily what would be in the game. It is like a cutscene or a or a loading screen. We go from one side to the camera flipping and then the boat's leaving. Or like there's no loading of the boat. There's getting to the boat and then the boat le leaving. And um it really just doesn't save it for me. Like for for the low score. It could have been kind of executed better maybe. Yeah. There there's there's could have been a good movie here. And this is also maybe the first movie of this season that fails the Bechtel test, I think, um, where you just, I don't think a fem two female characters ever talk or acknowledge each other in this movie. Uh, it was just, it was very male-centric, very McConaughey-centric, which also kind of turned me off of the movie as well. But there you have it, folks. Yeah, what, Ryan? The the idea isn't, I, I don't think the idea is complete trash. And mm -hmm. I want to say, Maybe a better recommendation if someone wants to watch a movie like this is the movie Nocturnal Animals. Free guy. Oh no! Complete opposite. <laughs> Pretty good movie. <laughs> the movie Nocturnal Animals, directed by Tom Ford, starring uh, Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's uh, much more of a psychological 
thriller and there's some really bad violence in it and also weird nudity stuff and um it's very very mature subject matter so uh warning on that but it's kind of the same idea where a relationship is examined after the fact through a piece of media and Hmm. i thought maybe maybe did this idea better um and i really liked it it's it's well made so just a heads up Nocturnal Animals. I, I think I was going to see that, too. This is the second time I think you mentioned uh, uh, the Amy Adams movie that was better than the movie that we were, we were watching. Uh, but I'll, I'll check it out, too, Ryan, because I, I did mention uh, Source Code, which was, was similar. It's an interesting concept. Um, just as an aside, this movie came out January 25th of 2019. Um, I was looking at the box office that weekend. This thing opened at number five on the list, despite the huge names. Uh, the number one that week was uh, a certain M. Night Shyamalan movie called Glass. Uh, oh really which is (laughs) buck wild this this is a weird weekend you have another one called uh aquaman um and the upside these were just like really not very good movies but really it's a really strange weekend um in 2019 Yeah, because they put them all out uh over christmas yeah i think january releases are usually not very good too isn't that kind of like a thing Yeah. yeah So, I mean, let us know what you guys think if you ended up seeing this movie. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll leave that disclaimer in the beginning to see this movie. And if you did, I'm sorry, guys. We, we <laughs> Better luck next time, I guess. We should, we should have done Hoodwinked, man. But Hoodwinked uh, kind of uh, shit the bed with their whole their whole thing. I, I wish we could watch it uh, someday. I don't know. Maybe it's an Anne Hathaway movie. Maybe it's a episode 12 of uh, McConaughey's Mudroom. Jace, you got the next, you got this next synopsis, or uh, in the next movie pick as well. Please deliver us from the temptation of McConaughey once more, and give us a, a good Anne movie. Uh, uh, we're approaching episode nine. We're gonna watch you Hustle. Gotta... <laughs> Wait, which one's Hustle? Is that um, is that with Rebel Wilson? Yeah. Or I don't know. Okay, you would one of you would have to know because I haven't watched Ocean's Eight. I want a movie that she's in a lot. Is she mm. in Ocean's 8 a lot? I don't think so. She's Probably not even not, like the third a, build. Because okay. it's like a, a, you know, like ensemble thing. She's not Brad Pitt and George Clooney equivalent in like the original Oceans. She's like one of the other recruits. I'm imagining she's first build in, Ocean, uh, in the hustle. I'm I not mean, sure if, if she's If you want to do the... hustle, she's like, she's playing just side by side with uh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah, and it's two con women. Yeah. So we're going to go with the hustle. It's, it does have a pretty low meta score. Yeah. I have seen it before, and I thought it was uh, uh, like quite a while ago. I think You've seen a, The Hustle? Is it, I think on this a was, plane. This was, a, <laughs> this was a comedy with Rebel Wilson, and are they like secret agents? Is that kind of the, the concept with this? No, I think they're, they're like uh, con artists. They're con artists, and Rebel Wilson is uh, attempting to learn and out-connive Anne Hathaway. All right. Cool. I'm down to watch Hustle with Rebel. I, I need something hustle. light and fun. Is a movie. The Hustle. It's like the Batman. No, um, I don't think so because those are related. After watching this, because I mean, this movie was a bummer too. Like it bummed me out. It fucked me up a little bit. I need something fun, and uh, the Hustle was something uh, a couple people responded to on our Instagram too. So there's people want to see this dang thing. Yeah, I'm picking this because of the fans. If you cut out the all fans. that inane nonsense we just said right before this. This is for you. That's right. We don't do it. We don't do much for the fans. I feel like we should throw them some more bones. Here you go, little doggies. I'm giving like you that. my bones. Like yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> Here, here's, here's some of Jace's bones from the tasty no. skeleton man himself. So uh, join us next week for, for the hustle. 
watch us hustle in and and uh you know finish off this and season strong we got one more episode after the hustle let us know what you think uh hit us up on social medias you know our name already um and as always uh uh hustling and rustling and busting it up reviewing Anne Hathaway movies is what's up. <laughs> what is yes 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 <laughs>